Under the Dome Radio for season three. It's the season premiere. We're finally here. How excited are we? That's right. It's episode 51 of Under the Dome Radio. Welcome back. This is episode number 51 of Under the Dome Radio, the unofficial fan podcast for CBS's Under the Dome. Me, I'm Cocoon Wayne Henderson, waiting for my chance to blossom into a beautiful pterodactyl to soar over Lambeau Field later this season. I'm not exactly sure what we just watched, but we're going to talk about it a little bit and share the fun and excitement with you. And I am at Troy Heinrichs. Glad to be with you back once again this season as I am still wearing my white night shirt as I walk through town because Melanie is indeed alive. Glad to be with you. It's going to be exciting tonight, Wayne. We're going to do these uh, video short uh, reaction casts for season three, and then we'll be doing some new recording and some new uh, options as we go through for the upcoming season. Absolutely. We've got big plans for Under the Dome Radio this summer, and this kind of kicks it all off as we try to sort through things and give you ideas on things that you can contact us about to be included in our full feedback discussion episode. And we're going to do those full feedback discussion episodes on Friday evenings. So you're going to have a quick turnaround on the reactions and comments and theories and all of that stuff. But don't worry, because if you can get them in, we will still read them the following week in case we miss you the first time around, because we're adding a new segment to the show this year called Requests and Dedications. Yes, we had to talk to the program director and get a little bit of permission because usually they have everything programmed way in advance and they do not allow anything like requests. But new this year, you're right, Troy, requests and dedications. And we'll be starting those off by sharing with you what those might be. So we'll give them to you on these reaction casts and then we'll actually share them and bring them forward. So if you can get your answers in for the Friday night recording, which will be released Saturday morning. So you have Under the Dome Radio in your feed for the weekend while you mow your grass to make way for an alien invasion or zombies or whatever the heck we saw tonight, we'll make sure to have that ready for you. And if you can't get it in again, we will visit those requests and dedications in the following week's episode, because this Thursday night thing has really thrown us all off. Exactly. Moving under the dome to Thursday night might be a good thing for the show and for the ratings, but for podcasters, maybe not so much, but we do want to hear your voice. You can give us a call at plus one, 904-469-7469 or just visit underthedomeradio.com slash feedback for all the details on how to get in touch with us and be part of the show because we're going to need your help to sort this one out. Yeah, it was a really exciting opening, wasn't it, Mr. Wayne Henderson? For those of us that are going back, I guess we have to call you the cocoon man this year since you don't want to use your Sir Wayne handle like we were for Sir Wayne and Sir Troy last year. <laughs> I am more than happy to be Sir Troy, or I'll be Sir Wayne. You can be Sir Troy as soon as this cocoon goop gets off of me. Oh, man, I need a shower after tonight's episode. Holy cow, that was some sticky mess. For many, many reasons, we need a shower after tonight's episode. Wow. Um, I guess the first thing to kind of throw out there is the way it wrapped up at the end. Does it mean that basically the two hours we watched tonight didn't really happen and doesn't matter at all. I was hoping you weren't going to go there to start this out tonight, Mr. Henderson, because <laughs> that's the first thing I thought. I was like, oh, man, are, do we just negate the whole thing? Really? Do we, are we just I, back to where we were before we started tonight's episode? I, I forget what other show did something along those lines, but that better not be the case. If nothing from tonight's doubleheader episode has anything to do with what's going on going forward, I'm going to be really upset, to be quite honest. 
So because we had new characters popping in tonight, we had Ava, and then of course we had um, Martel Lindbergh's character. The question I guess I have right out of the gate is when Lyle showed up last year and Sam showed up last year, did they sneak out of these cocoons? Were they always in these cocoons previously? Because that's, I guess, how new people are going to be joining the dome from now on. They've got a lot of cocoons. It, it's hard to say. It, let's be quite frank. Although there was a lot of action, a lot of color, especially blue and red. Everything was blue and red. And I don't know what that actually means. But there was a lot going on and so much confusion because which reality was real, if any of it. But I just have to say, like we were posting about on Twitter during the episode, Big Jim, that man cracks me up. Yeah, I think this year we're going to have to add another new segment to the show. We're going to have to have the Big Jim quippy liners and we'll have you guys all vote on those. So we had two specific ones this evening. We had, of course, the television liner right away there when he was shooting the TV, watching the home videos. I thought that was very good. And then we had the one towards the beginning of the episode with uh, Julia. I believe it was like, oh, you had to get your hair done. So you'll have to vote on which one of those is your favorite for the full episode Friday. And we'll play those again on the full podcast later this week. Exactly. That would be a great idea. And speaking of Julia Shumway, she was playing the role that was previously done by Barbie. She was Captain Obvious tonight when she was down there looking at the cocoons. Oh, look, this one's bigger than the rest of them. In case you didn't catch that on your TV screen at home. I was just glad to see that we were going to go back to Captain Obvious once again this year. <laughs> We got to keep those memes going. We really do. It, I, I don't even know where to go other than there was way too much uh, manufactured romance in tonight's episode, if you want to call it romance. But uh, the, the, like you said, the action, we had the Super Barbie doing manly maneuvers out in, where was it, Serbia? And that same man was there that was you know, being captured in all these different looks by uh, Ben, by the way, it was great to see Ben back. Yeah, for a little bit of time that we had him. So I, I guess the question is, is if you die in the Matrix, as we were calling it on Twitter this evening, if you die in the Matrix, do you die in the cocoon or is Ben still alive now that he's out of the cocoon? Fine question. You know, somebody could call plus one nine oh four four six nine seven four six nine and let us know. Oh, wait, there was just so much this evening. I just forgot Ben was actually taken out of the cocoon and killed in real life in order to make him die. See, this is why it's so confusing. We needed all of this stuff to go on this evening. It's like, holy crap, there's just so much going on at once because it was like here and it was there and it was a year later and it was three days later and it was five years later. And I, I didn't know what time it was. I had to watch, look at my watch. Well, in the one sliver of reality or whatever it was, it was quite convenient that it was one year later because that way they could kind of explain why Ben and Joe and everybody was older as uh, well as being taller. So that was pretty convenient. That worked out pretty well. I also love the fact that this evening they were able to stop getting inhalers for Ben because his asthma cleared up all of a sudden because that gave us more money in the effects budget for this season. Because, man, that opening scene when the pink stars were rising and the dome exploded and came down. That was pretty sweet stuff. And I couldn't keep track of in which slivers of reality or visions or whatever those are going to turn out to be were the ones that actually had the dome down and which ones had the dome still up. My, my favorite scene of the night, and I don't know why, I just thought it was cool, was Big Jim just going crazy, shooting photographs on the wall, shooting his TV, and then getting a bunch of barbed wire and wrapping it around his hoard that he's kind of collecting. I don't know why, but that's my favorite scene of the night. I just, 
uh, Big Jim, you know, Dean Norris, that guy steals the screen every time he's on it. I thought that was maybe a, a homage or a, what do you call it? Like a funeral scene. Like when you, you hate to go dark, you know, this early in the season, but like if somebody were passed away at a car accident and they put the little memorial on the side of the road, I thought maybe right. he was atoning for his sins for killing Andrea Grinnell last season. And that was like her, uh, a hoarder shrine memorial. That could be, he needs to fill that role because she was one of our favorite characters. And we even got to uh, interview the actress on our show and big Jim, at least he did not make her suffer very long, but what, what do you think is going to happen going forward, depending on how much of what we saw tonight factors into the show going forward, if anything? Well, clearly our two new characters are going to be probably the antithesis of the season for the most part in Chester's Mill. Oh, the, I hope not. Well, the interesting thing, though, is also uh, Eric LaSalle's character joining the cast as, I, I guess, the CEO of Acteon Energy. And he said that there was some of this meteor shower that happened and one of these like fragments landed in Alaska at one of their stations. So I thought that was really interesting to find out and to see if that was actually going to be something uh, storyline wise going forward, that maybe we have our original theory of potentially more domes out there. I can't imagine them going there, but I think it would be a brilliant stroke if they did, because I don't know if they still have contact with much of the outside world or if any of their contact with the outside world is actually real. There, there could be domes everywhere and they're just being fed this fake information that there's only this one. Who knows? So very quickly, Wayne, favorite scene from tonight. Well, favorite scene was Big Jim going dark and just smiling that big grin, just blowing everything up and uh, having little arguments with Julia and just going crazy. How about you? Um, I, I really like the scene between Big Jim and Julia by the lake over Don Barber's body. It's like he's just laying there. You know, they're arguing over him and he's not really dead. So it's like they have to lay there and listen to the two of them bicker back and forth. I mean, he's got to be cracking up on the ground off camera. Oh, absolutely. The the outtakes just for this episode alone, because I don't know how an actor can keep a straight face through a lot of these scenes that were required of them tonight. Oh, uh, so about worst scene this evening. Let's go to the worst scene. The worst. I, I can only pick one. Uh, it, all of the stupid, ridiculous waste of screen time, uh, shower scenes and bedroom scenes and people trying to pick up on Nori, who's now totally changed. And all of that nonsense was a waste of screen time. But that's the best part. Everybody's naked and that's what everybody wants, especially in Brazil. Hello to all of our friends in Brazil watching <laughs> under the dome. What are you saying about Brazil? I'm just saying there was a lot of people that were like, woohoo, shirtless Barbie, woohoo, shirtless Hunter. It's all good. We like that stuff. Now there's competition for who has the best, shortest beard that's been trimmed by little butterflies overnight. So taking back to the butterflies, here's one thing that I thought was an interesting scene, right? So we had best scene, worst scene, interesting scene. Interesting scene was when Ben died, you saw the butterfly fly up. Do you think that the butterfly represents a person's soul? No. You're just going to leave it at that. No explanation. I, I can't imagine it being tied to that. I think the butterflies, I don't know why they have this new personality this year, going from leading people to eggs and mini domes to now being a bunch of screeching, attacking, miniature, fluffy pterodactyls. But I don't think that's anything to do with their soul. 
Now, when we're speaking of favorite things and not favorite things, I do want to throw out one of my favorite tweets that we've already seen someone else post out here. And that's by uh, listener Rory. We This guy's got some great stuff. And talking about the scene where Barbie, you know, he's he's no longer wearing his police uniform. So he's in regular clothes. His hair's kind of greased back. He's working on his motorcycles. And Rory posted on Twitter, where is Junior's pack of smokes rolled up in his sleeve as he gets ready to drive off down to the sock hop? <laughs> I just thought that brilliant. And I can see it now, Rory. Thank you for that. But I think the biggest thing that's the hugest disappointment for everybody is, of course, that Junior finally changed his clothes this season. <laughs> like they said, you know, when we no longer had to keep refilling Benny's um, asthma inhaler medicine. They had extra money for clothes, for special effects, and things like that. Well, here's the thing. So we are going to be back later Saturday morning in the podcast feed. Again, you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn. All of the links to do all that is at underthedomeradio.com right there at the top of the website. So be sure to check that out. But we're going to leave you with this to ponder tonight as you sleep and hopefully not have nightmares about getting in stuck squishy jelly and stuff. But uh, the thing I want to know from all of you and you too, Mr. Henderson, we're going to talk about this when we record later this week, because the baby was in play in Ava's tummy as she's holding Barbie there. I don't know if that was just a mind game to keep Barbie entrapped in the matrix. Okay. But is she now pregnant in real life? Was there some kind of like um, dark tower sharing of the mind baby transfer thing going on through those cocoons and through the, I guess we'll call it the um, avatar uh, earth channeling, if you will. We're trying to figure out how many movies and shows they could rip off from for this thing. Right. (laughs) That was a great explanation. Yeah. And I was thinking, is it, if she really is pregnant, is it a star child baby? In which case we're going to have to contact Hank Davis over the TPA network because he does podcasts that every show he does seems to have a star child baby. Or I also thought of Mia's child in the dark tower series. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Mia, dark tower, Stephen King under the dome. It all ties together. So why don't you guys think on that? Let us know if you think the baby's still in play again, plus one nine zero four four, six, nine, seven, four, six, nine. That number again, Mr. Henderson. I believe you said it was plus one nine zero four, four, six, nine, seven, four, six, nine. And while you're at it, If you have a logical explanation as to why there was so much blue and red in this episode, let us know that as well. And I just wanted to see if you happen to notice this when we're showing uh, sorority girl Nori, whether or not this is going to turn out to be a real scene or not, in the background, showing her uh, sorority house, the big Z-E on the back of the building for her sorority, which, of course, are the first two letters of Zenith. Does that mean anything? Oh, very good. Astute, astute eyesight there, Mr. Henderson. Thank you very much, Sir Troy. I'm just trying to help out. Well, it's been great. Uh, We're doing these quick reaction casts again. We're going to be back for the full episode later on this week. Again, get your feedback in ASAP because you got a quick 24, 48 hour turnaround on that feedback. And if we miss you, we will include it in the following week's episode in the new request and dedication segment. Again, plus one, nine, zero, four. 469-7469, or you can send us in a message right from the Under the Dome Radio website, underthedomeradio.com, right there on the right-hand side. Be sure to get in your messages because the Dome cocoon operators 
are standing by with their falling skies as Schwinny screens. <laughs> they may be covered in goo, but they are standing by, Sir Troy. Thanks again to all of you for being part of the Under the Dome radio community and for coming back for season three. We look forward to talking with you as the season progresses. But as we like to say all the time, remember to stay trapped under the dome. Under the Dome Radio is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Get more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Get organized in your personal and professional life, laugh with our clean comedy, theorize over great television shows, and so much more, all waiting for you at noodle.mx.